Well, welcome, ladies, back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I am so excited that you have joined us for another Wednesday. I do not take it lightly that you guys spend your Wednesday morning, evening, afternoon with me. Some of y'all are listening to this on a Thursday or Friday. Whenever you're listening, I'm happy that you're listening, and I'm super excited for today's guest. Now, she is someone that I met as a part of the Target Your Level Up accelerator program that I did. I shared on my social media pages about, wow, it's like a month ago at this point. Um, and instantly I called her my fairy godmother. It's funny because she's actually younger than me, but I was like, man, <laughs> this is like, she's giving fairy godmother vibes and I just love everything about her. And you guys are going to love her too, as you listen to this episode. And so without further ado, let me introduce you all to Jasmine. Welcome to the podcast, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to be here. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I love this question because usually when people get asked this question, they like to say what they do, but I always like to say who I am first and then what I do. So who I am I am a believer, a Christian woman, married to my husband. I literally love family, love all things community and engagement. I am a vessel just here on the earth, just doing the things that the Lord is asking me to do. How I do those things, I have a small boutique consulting agency where I help women walk fully in their purpose, growing their brands and businesses to the next level. And I have a nonprofit where I get to mentor teenage girls of color ages 16 through 18 literally taking them and transforming them and making them purposeful leaders. They already are that. It's just refining the gifts and natural abilities that God has already given them. And that nonprofit is called Heal Yourself. And honey, I'm just out here living life, okay? I'm just out here doing doing my best, okay? With the Lord by my side, doing my best. Yes, I love that you talked about um, who you are first because... I actually listened to a sermon last week and the pastor was saying a lot of times we treat our purpose like that kind of only zone in the neighborhood where you can get a good signal back when cell phones were just coming up and there weren't as many cell towers. And he said, really, it's like our new cell phones where your purpose goes wherever you are, right? Like it it evolves and it may look different in different seasons. And I think that That's good. as believers, sometimes we struggle with that because our mindset is, well, God, this is the thing that I used to do that I thought was the purpose, right? And then Mm -hmm. when he uh, changes the assignment, we start being like, is that you, God? Is that me? You know, I just want to make sure I'm I'm following your lead. And so tell us a little bit about that um, experience of, of expanding beyond what you were doing initially, because I know that non the nonprofit came first, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that experience and being like, okay, I think I'm going to do more now. (laughs) Well, it's kind of like knowing that nothing is one dimensional. There is nothing that is one dimensional. There are layers to everything. You think about an apple. What is at the core of an apple? A seed. And what comes from a seed? Multiplication. And that is true about us. God has a seed inside of us. And that is our gifts, our natural abilities, what the Holy Spirit guiding us um, for those that are believers and those that are not like you are walking in your natural abilities and gifts that still God has given you. And you have to know that that is multidimensional. There are layers to that. So this is how I describe it to my students. I say, 
God knows the destination, right? So think like you get in the car and you know you're going somewhere and you're going to a destination and the GPS is telling you where to go, right? That destination is not changing unless the person who put it in there is changing it. And the only person that we would know that would do that is the Lord, okay? But while we are driving to that destination, we are in a car. And for us, that destination, it's not 30 minutes away. It's like years, like God sees the ultimate picture. Therefore, can I be driving one car for several years? Uh-uh, okay, we're gonna need some tune-ups. We may need to do some trade-ins. We may need to do some rentals. And that is your calling. So I believe God knows your purpose, which are your natural abilities. And that is that destination. Like it is a one kind of track thing that you do simultaneous throughout other callings. And how I describe that is the callings are the different cars you trade into to get to that destination. So in the beginning, I was a socialite, okay? In, in school, I was always winning awards for just running my mouth, okay? Being that girl, just being everyone's friend. And then that transformed into my professional career where I was an educator and I learned how to create content and curriculum that would move my students to the next level. And then I transferred over to being a performing arts director. Oh, and before that, I was a professional dancer. And literally the only reason I'm not a professional dancer is literally because while I was in LA living my best life in dancing, the Lord was like, mm, yeah, this is your gift, not your calling. And I was like, well, Lord, what is my, what is my calling? What you calling me to? And when I think about, and now we're here, I'm an entrepreneur. I get to help women. I get to speak and help people walk in their purpose. And that vehicle keeps changing in the mediums of how God does that. But the destination is still the same. I don't know the last destination. I don't know the final destination. But what I do know is that I'm just going to be obedient with what is in front of me, what I have in that moment. And I'm going to do that like it is the best thing I'm supposed to be doing in that moment. I hope that made sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone break it down like that as far as the different vehicles, because like you said, at some point, even if you know, you're know you somebody who's committed to being debt-free and, oh, I'm not buying a new car, I'm not gonna have a car. No, you still are gonna have to get a different car. Even if you yeah. save up for another car, or like you said, if you're gonna get a, get a rental for a, a temporary period. And I think no, thinking of it like that helps remove the... I think the self-worth that we put on particular titles, right? Like you said, if, if if I only think of myself as the educator, then when God calls me to be a missionary, I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be in education, right? Or if I think of myself, and that was my experience, I was working a full-time job and was building my business on the side, and then God called me into motherhood, and I was like, hold up, what, what does that look like for me practically, because I I told the Lord, I said, I'm not really the nurturing one, I have a, a sister who's a few years younger than me, I said, Brittany's more of the nurturing one, mind you, not married, <laughs> not in a relationship, wasn't trying to have a baby, but I was like, I mean, I just feel like out of the two of us, maybe you got your wires crossed, and not because I had attached so much to that vehicle, continuing with your analogy, when God told me to get out the car and get in a different car, like it was a huge struggle for me because I just yeah. thought there's no way that I can do that or there's no way I can operate in my purpose and be this stay-at-home mom, right? But like you said, he's like, girl, this is all this is literally one of the pit stops on your way to purpose. And you're and not even a pit stop because it's a, it's still a forward motion that you're having to take in order to get for you, where you want to go. And 
having a company that serves moms, well, baby, how were you going to do that if you didn't become a mom yourself, right? So yeah, and it's so good. It's so good that you're saying that because even like, okay, we're going with the analogy with the vehicles. Think about like my dad is really into cars and I think about we would go to car shows or something and the work they would put into those vehicles was insane. The time, the effort, the treasure that they would put into this one vehicle was amazing. But then say someone at the car show wanted to buy the car. They're going to let it go for the right price. So now are they just completely useless? Do they do, what do they do with the gifts? Their attention to detail, how they can creatively put things together. Is that gift now gone? No, they put it into another vehicle. And that is really what God is asking us to do. I believe we put so much weight on our purpose as we should, but I, this is how I describe it. I have an iPhone as everybody should. Don't be out here with no Android. Okay, I'm saying, but okay. So I have, <laughs> <laughs> so I have an iPhone and the creator of iPhones are, or the, the, the platform, the company of iPhones is Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mm-hmm. manufacturer, thank you, Lord, is Apple, right? If something is happening to my phone, am I going to go to Samsung? No. Am I going to go to T-Mobile, other platforms, Google? No, I'm going to go to Apple so they can fix it. I'm going to figure out what the problem is. Too often, we as people, image bearers of God, regardless if you believe it or not, we are image bearers made in the creator, in the image of our creator. We have this question, what am I supposed to do in life? Who am I? What is my purpose? And we start asking everybody. We ask our mama, we ask our friends, we ask Google, and we never ask God. But he created us. How strange is that? And we don't do that with anything else. I said it as simple as my phone messes up, I'm going to go to Apple. My laptop messes up, I'm going to go to Apple. If something's going wrong in my house, I'm going to reach out to manufacturers that can help me with the right products because they understand the tool. They understand that thing because they created it. Why do we not do that with the Lord? Our purpose is as simple as going to God, building a relationship with him and consulting him every day for the things he's asking us to do. That is my purpose. I am going to do the things that God is asking me to do. That is what I'm here to do is worship him. And the mediums that he chooses me to do that in is going to change because I'm ever changing and I'm multidimensional. Yes, that's so good. And I, I, I think that that's where the frustration comes in as well is that we're looking for at the relationships or at the 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 titles or at the even our physical like well-being right like if you were super fit in one season and then maybe Mm -hmm. certain things happen health changes or whatever and you're not anymore and now you're looking at yourself like well I don't know what to do or who I am anymore and you just we just can't put our identity in temporary things and I also love that you said that we have to go to God daily because I think that that's another part where people kind of mess up is that because God told you that something was the assignment in a previous season, you're just kind of going with the motions. And then all of a sudden you hit this wall and you're wondering why things aren't working anymore. And God's like, girl, that ain't been your assignment in two years, but you haven't like, sat girl, down you, but you ain't me. asked, you ain't asked me nothing. You just hustling. <laughs> you just doing stuff. I said, I rebuke hustle. Okay. Yes. Because my belief, I read a book called the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer, life-changing. I'm just throwing it out there. I think everybody should read that, especially in the digital age that we are in. Mm-hmm. And he said in the book that if the enemy cannot 
lure you into sin, he will force you to hurry. And the weapon that he does that in is busying us. And it is so sexy in America to be so busy. I have this interview. Then after this, I have to go write 10 pages in a book. And then I have this other interview. Like, girl, no one is, that's not sexy. I am softly, gracefully striding, not striving, okay? Because that means it's in my own efforts. I am striding into the thing that the Lord is asking me to do. And I see success in my career simply because I've made the decision to do that. It looks like checking in with him. One of the first things I tell my students um, when they are going to me for group coaching um, before they choose to maybe do VIP or one-on-one coaching is it's funny because we go through a five-day monetize your mission training. And it's really just helping you monetize the mission that God has for your life, right? Um, or what you feel he's calling you to. And they're, you know, they're already like, okay, yeah, so she wants to give me all these tools. And I do. But the first day we talk about is define your why. And initially they're probably thinking, okay, so this is just the why in my business. But I'm saying define your why. You need to figure out why you are here. And that only happens from you consulting to the one who created you. Too often we're like just doing stuff because we saw a guru say it, or we saw an Instagram, it was popping, or we saw during the pandemic, people made a lot of money from it. But I'm an altruistic leader. Okay. Um, if honestly, if I could, if money was just non-existent, I would literally do everything for free. But I understand it's a tool and it needs to be used in order to advance the things that I'm supposed to be doing. And if we, if your only why is money, you're going to be hitting a brick road every time or a brick wall, a brick wall every time, because money's not enough to have a why. I can go make money doing everything else. I used to say when people would be like, I'm going to be a teacher because it's easy money. I'm like, uh-huh. you, hold on, now. You clearly never stepped in a classroom. That's what you're saying to me. <laughs> Listen, I'm like. Looking at the, at the breaks which are, are the only things that are keeping these some of these teachers in the classroom of like, okay, if it wasn't for Let, this Christmas no, break, I real. wouldn't have me- good mental health. <laughs> no, for real. Literally all my teacher friends always say, dang, it's hard to step away because I get the whole summer. I said, but baby, your peace all year though. Okay, I, look, I did my little two years of Teacher America. I said, oh, look, I, I got to go. I got to go now. And I understood just that like, it's not just about money to me. It was about helping But the money, yeah, okay, was consistent, but it was like, it's about helping. You have to really figure out like, and that goes back to journaling, being self-reflective, slowing down, getting off social media, unplugging, you know, like those things we don't really do anymore. We only do it by force, like, but we, you need to choose to do those things so you can start to be in alignment with who you really are instead of who everybody else is trying to tell you to be. Absolutely. And I think when you do have those moments away, like you said, that intentional scheduled time, that's what you, that's what helps you to discern between the voice of God and the voice of Instagram, right? Or the voice of TikTok, because you will think for sure that you came up with something. And then in your mind, you're like, wait, did I, am I just thinking of this? Cause I just saw that on so-and-so's page, or is this really for me? And the awesome part about taking those breaks and having that prayer life, even if you're say, if you say, okay, I'm on social media, but you don't get on before noon every single day, like yeah. that's your discipline, right? Or you, you make sure you're off by 9 PM or 8 PM. It really does help 
act as a, we talk about filters, right? The filters that make you look good, but it really creates a filter for your mind and your thoughts. And I just think about how God says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your Mm -hmm. mind. You can't renew your mind if there's always these other voices in your head and you can't, I I I remember one time I had a dream about something that I saw on social media and I said, oh baby, that means you're on there too much. If it's in your dreams now, like (laughs) it's too much. So let's take a break. Let's maybe (laughs) put that curfew that we just talked about where we don't get on it before nine because people don't think they're being influenced, but you are, you know, in the same way that people say that you're, you're, whatever your circle is, right? You're the average of the five people you spend the most time around. The same thing can be true of social media. The accounts you look at the most for good or for bad are probably going to influence the way that you speak, the way that you interact with other people, the kind of content that you create. And we just have to be so mindful, especially for those who know that they've been called to lead because you want to, you want people to follow you as a believer anyway. You want people to follow you as you're following Christ, not follow you as you're following you know, the latest celebrity. Cause then yeah. when they fall or the shade fall. room. Right. Or the shade room. Like <laughs> yes. girl, I unfollowed the shade room years ago. I said, look, one thing I do know is that um we everything is always vying for our attention. And we have to fight to keep our focus on good things. And, you know, it's fun. You know, I see a post though, somebody reposted about maybe a celebrity. I'm like, okay, let me go to the comments. Who comes to give me a good key. But after I get a little kiki, I'm not following them because what I realized is they post 10, 20 times a day. And if I'm on my feed, like throughout the day, I'm just getting these gossip, drama, chaos. And that's like going into my system that when I go, especially when interacting with other women, you know, say that I'm hanging out with other women, And it's like, oh, let's gossip. Let's be catty. Like, I'm just not for that. Why do we feel the need to talk about her like that? Like, did you talk to her personally? Like, I just first personally feel like if you want to change how you are seeing yourself, you need to first change your feed. Like, you need to really change your feed. I literally told some of my students, you need to mute some people and unfollow some people. Like, because if you want to actually start walking and being this coach or this entrepreneur, or just say, you are totally fine with what you're doing in the corporate space, nonprofit space, and you just want to be the best at that, but you're not following anybody that encourages you in that space. You're not following anybody that you can be inspired by, and you're only following like these gossip blogs. Do you really think that you are going to go next level? Like, if you're always on your phone and that's what you're looking at, no, you need to also change like who you are talking to, who are you interacting with? There's just so much, but honestly, and this is a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. People don't want to do that work. It's too much. It's too hard. It feels too foreign. And I can say that because I've been there. I get it. It's like, it took me a while to honestly be like, okay, Jasmine. And the commitment I'm making next year is that I am going to be disciplined with my fitness. Okay. I'm going to stay in the gym those three days a week. I'd be like three days for two weeks. And then after two weeks, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going back to one day and then I'm just not disciplined there. And I need to, cause it affects other areas of my life. But when I think about like, when I felt like the Lord was just calling me to a different season and calling me to separate from some people and do some, do different things. I was like, God, I don't want to do that. Cause I don't want to be boring. Like I want, that's for the older people. God, I'm still out here in my hot girl. And God's like, yeah, no, 
no, I'm asking you. And eventually I was like, it was honestly, once I got married, I got married at 23 and I was like, okay, Lord, like I'm ready to be all in. I'm tired of this lukewarm back and forth because it's confusing for me. And I know it's, it's you looking at me like, girl, just whenever you want to surrender, I'm here. I'm here. And I, I don't regret it at all. Absolutely. It took some pruning. It took some transformation and some changing of things and getting new vehicles and all the stuff, new community. But I mean, I'm really thankful for where I am. I have never had this kind of peace and this kind of contentment. And those are not anything people can put a price tag on. Like, yeah, contentment and peace, honey. It's just, and especially in today's times where there is so much to be from a, from a worldview point, there is a lot to be anxious about, right? Like practically, I understand you look at the news and you start feeling this type of way, but when you can look at the news and pray about something and then be like, okay, Lord, I mean, you said it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep pushing and I'm gonna do the things that you called me to do. Listen. I'm not going to be oblivious and act like, oh, well, one day, well, yes, one day when Jesus comes back. But until then, like we have to, we have to shape our expectations. And I think that the, similar to what you said about people don't want to do the work, sometimes as far as building a business, people, they want the course, right? Or the training. And then when you give them the action steps, they don't, they don't take the action steps and you say, okay, you don't want to do the work. Sometimes it's inner work that we need to be doing. Some of us need to get in therapy. Some of us needs to forgive that person. Some of us need to have that hard conversation with a parent or a sibling or a friend. And we don't want to, because it's uncomfortable, but I I share all the time the quote that I love that says your comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. And if we're Mm. committed to growing, we have to be committed to being uncomfortable for a a moment, you know, or a season. It's not like, okay, you're going to be just in discomfort all the time if you're really committed to growing, but there will probably be an area similar to what you just said. And it's funny because fitness is one of my focuses for next year as well. Like, okay, girl, your legs are a little sore, but they should be because you actually worked out. That's great. That's fantastic. Right. Mm -hmm. And would we rather have that kind of discomfort than the discomfort? comfort of getting a poor diagnosis from the doctor because we saw the the habits that we were taking that were leading us down a, a path where we would not have a healthy lifestyle and we didn't shift back then so now we also in addition to the bad report from the doctor have the discomfort of having to take p- medications right like yeah so people in my family who have diabetes people who have to go on dialysis that I'm sure that's not a comfortable experience but it's just yeah. like what which kind of com- discomfort do you want and how, yeah. how on how long are you going to let certain things go on before you're willing to make a shift right yeah now because that's true like I think about um being overweight is hard and working out is hard which hard are we going to choose though and we could go back and forth with so many examples of that and we have to just choose our hard and what is the payoff of it what I do know is like as you were talking I was just thinking about wow everything really is worship to the Lord because you do it with this like posture of like thankfulness but also this awareness knowing that it's stretching and it's pulling and God is in that and he's literally doing things like it's not just working out it's literally like Lord I can't get through this last set but God like this is food this God you gonna help me with my you gonna help me just reach that new because here's the thing also too 
we are just like, man, I'm just working out just to get fit. But God sees that he's about to put you on stages in touring dates and your body needs to be strong enough to handle that 10 years down the line. You don't see that, but he's asking you to get in shape now. But see, because you're only looking at the now and you're not seeing the ultimate vision because he sees it, but you're not connected to him. You're just looking at it like no big deal. It doesn't even matter. But God cares about the finest details of everything. I got to tell myself this over and over to encourage myself. I remember whenever the Lord did tell me that dance was not my um, calling, but my gift. <laughs> oh, I remember when he said that, I just felt so like, y'all, I had been training since I was 14, like 13. And that was that was pre-professional. And then as a kid, I would just literally always choreograph and make up dances and entertain for my family. So for the Lord to literally tell me as I'm in the epicenter of entertainment, that this, hey, girl, no, no, no. It's because he knew if the ball was gonna go really fast and I was gonna be moving in the wrong direction. So it was, a, it was for me to make that decision there. Am I gonna listen or am I gonna choose my way? I chose his way. And in that, I'm not saying the next day, I was like, woo! I literally was sad. I went back to the Bay Area because we were living there at the time. And I was like, I'm in the bed, sad. I don't know what to do with my life. That's all I'm good at is dance. And then my husband said to me, babe, you act like the only thing you know how to do is dance. You know how to speak? And I was like, he's like, and people listen when you speak. And I said, but I don't even have a camera. I don't have a tripod. I don't have, he said, you have that phone and you got them books. You better stack them books up with that phone because if you don't do it now, you always make an excuse for why you can't. Well, I just started recording videos. I just started talking and then my videos started like getting a lot of traction. I started doing things for Thursdays and putting them on Facebook a bunch and they started getting a lot of traction and then just started speaking. And literally I just like the, like it started to be a snowball effect, which led into me feeling like, okay, God, you're doing something here. And that is literally purpose. Is he like, it starts with, oh, you know who I love, whose story I love. I love all things interior design, real estate, home decor, all of that. So there is a woman, she has a show on Netflix called Dream Home Makeover. Dream Home. Yes. Dream Makeover. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Mm -hmm. She literally started her entire, what we see now on Netflix, started with her doing her own home and just posting the pictures on Instagram because she was like, oh, I love making my home beautiful. Post these pictures on Instagram. People started to see her as an authority in building her home and reached out to her like, hey, I want to actually redo my bedroom. I need some tips. And that's how it starts. Then she started helping other people. This is before Netflix. She just started helping other people build their rooms, build their home. Then she was like, maybe I got something here. Let me start a company. Let's just see what happens with this little boutique interior design company. Has some traction. Projects begin to grow. Netflix gets wind of her. And now we know her as Studio McGee, McGee Studio, all that, McGee Design, all of that. And I think about, wow, she was just doing what naturally came to her, which was she had a good eye. She liked furniture and, and nobody was looking for her at first. Nobody was checking for her. She was just posting stuff because it made her feel good. And oftentimes we're doing stuff. Look, I am a coach, right? I am one. But what I always tell my students is if it don't make sense, don't do it. This is what I'm telling you, like, as far as like what's worked for me, you know, we go through steps, we go through strategy, a ton of that. But if it does not make sense, perfect example, one of my students said, 
well, right now I'm fasting off of social media until the until the um, end of the year. Why that wouldn't make sense then? The plan I just gave, like a plan I'm talking about building social media. Don't be disobedient to the Lord. Look, I got to deal with him too. Don't be disobedient. Do it. Do activate what I told you when you're off your fasting. If it doesn't make sense, don't do it. It's not everybody's like God does not work in this perfect formula for every like this isn't like do this, this work for Brie. So it's gonna work for Jasmine. No, these are the things that like you can enact in your life. But if it does not make sense to your natural abilities, your gifts, your talents, the life that you want to curate, don't do it. When gurus are talking about, you got to post five times a day, you got to do that. That don't make sense for the life that I want. I want a life of peace and ease and joy. That does not bring me joy. Okay. Now three times a week, I can do that. And I'm, and I'm a stick in that. And, you know, and then we're going to grow if the Lord tells me to, but I'm going to have him be my commander, him be my chief. And then I'm just going to do what he tells me to do, submit the ideas to those that are around me with wise counsel. And, you know, I begin to walk in the things that he's asking me to do. But a lot of it goes back to, it's still up here in y'all's head. You got to like put it something like think if she didn't even like build her own home. That's a word in itself. She built her own home up and begin to take pictures of it and just post it on social media. What I mean by that, make it plain, Jasmine, is oftentimes I'm talking to women and they'll say, man, I've been having this idea. And I say, okay, so show me like, maybe like, just show me like an outline. Or do you have like a, a rough draft? I kind of what you wanted it to look like. No, I've just been too scared. Too scared to write it? I didn't say you needed to go ask investors for funding. I just said, do you have it on paper? It's just an idea at this point. Fear is crippling and fear is of the devil. If he cannot get us to walk in our purpose, think how many people don't also see God. Think how many people don't also see joy and peace and breakthrough. If you're just, you're sitting on this idea and this is, this is what really got me, honestly. And then I'm gonna be quiet. I said, Lord, how come it always seem like unbelievers now? These principles work for them. Why don't we, how much more can it work for me? Cause let me tell you something, they, they gonna do some vision boarding and it's gonna work for them. They gonna do some manifestation and it's gonna work I was for gonna them. say, they gonna manifest their purpose, okay? <laughs> Listen, they gonna manifest their purpose and I'm seeing it and I'm like, they don't even, they're not even like connected to you in the way that you're asking God. They're just image bears, but they're not your children. How much more effective would it be for me? I'm gonna go off now. I'm going to take what's mine and I'm not going to be afraid about it. I'm going to do exactly what, like if vision is what he's calling me to walk in, then I'm going to do that attached to him with faith and with confidence in him. Yes. You're, it's so funny. You, um, you said that right at the end, because my dad always says, he says, you know, Bree, we get mad when we see things working for other people. He said, but the laws of nature are the same for everyone, believe it or not. He said, if there's a farmer who loved Jesus and he puts some seed in the ground for corn, he's going to get corn. And then there's a farmer who don't love Jesus. He puts some seed in the ground for corn. He's going to get corn. But we will spend so much time focused on the, the farmer that doesn't believe in Jesus that we don't ever plant our own seed. We just looking at their Ooh. seed and how it's prospering. And God's like, okay, if you would redirect your attention over here to the thing that I have told you to do, it like you said, it works for both of y'all. But see, them, they're not being limited. And part of that, you know, we could say, oh, well, they don't deal, deal with fear as much because they may not, because fear is a trick of the enemy. And if, yeah. they're, if they're already on the enemy's camp, well, why would he intimidate yeah. them? He's like, yes, you go, my baby, you go, my child, right? Yeah. But 
that's not what we're supposed to be operating in. We're supposed to be operating in power and love because God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And yeah. the scripture that came to my mind when you were talking was 2 Corinthians 9, 10. And it says, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of your seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. But it says he gives seed to the sower. So he mm. gave you a seed. Listen. But you're not showing. But you're not you're showing. Not showing. And you're like, well, to- why they over here? And he's like, girl, you still holding out to that seed I gave you back in 2008. Girl, 1982. Like, 1982. You still like, want a seed. But why are you mad? And you're like, God, every time I turn around, Auntie Tab coming out with something new. Because every time I give her a seed, she plants it. She's and then there's that- the harvest. That is a word. That's my word. I took that. That's my own word. Okay. That is so true. And let's also like add to that because that doesn't always mean action for the world to see. Sometimes we get a seed and we immediately think that God is saying, go start the business now. He just gave you the seed to write it down and submit it to him. Keep consulting him with it. He will put steps in order behind it. What do I mean by that? The Lord gave me a word that I was going to have a podcast, right? And I was like, oh my gosh, like you are so good at talking about I got so good assistance. And the Lord gives me an idea. He built strategy behind it. And as we're in the final parts, he's like, and don't start until 2025. Okay. So when people come to me and they're like, girl, you need a podcast. I say soon. They go, no, you can believe in yourself. I say, trust me. It's not because of unbelief. It's everything, but, but there was a time when the, when the Lord said, I need you to start this nonprofit and it was, let's do it now. And this year, the Lord was like, mm, we're actually going to, we're not going to do programming this year and you're going to actually build community relations. I'm so thankful literally this year. And this was the year I also started my consulting business. I would not have been able to see success in my consulting business, be featured in articles, television. Y'all, I don't, I'm literally like, Lord, I'm still on the ground. I don't even know how God leaves opportunities, nothing but God. And I think about if he would not have given me the seed, the seed keeps coming because I keep sowing it. But what I will say is I'm not perfect in this. And one thing that I know I failed in this year is consistency with sowing. I was sowing in the things God was asking me to, but there were some things, perfect example, something just really practical girl just upload the content in your drafts folder like it's in the drafts folder why is it still sitting there like god i just you know i'm not really feeling it i don't do that with my faith i be not feeling it some days lord i'm still here Lord, i'm still here i'm in the valley with you you're in the peaks with me you in the in-betweens i'm here but i failed when it came to consistently showing up for my brand and the way because what i will tell you is fear because every time I would be consistent, I would see so much traction so fast. And I'd be like, oh, God, hold on back. No, 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 no. Hold on now. I'm like, I thought this was going to happen in like five years, not in five weeks. Like, this is a lot. And that is a trap from the enemy. But I'm so thankful that through this year, God uses everything. He uses everything. And he uses everything, especially for the good of those that are called and love him and called call according to his purpose. And I... I'm thankful that me consistently being in connection to him, he even used my downfalls, my failures to bring me closer to him and show me that's not what I want your next year to look like. I am taking you to a different level. If I, I literally, I had an interview the other day that streamed in over 70 million homes. What? That's crazy. 
And I was very inconsistent with my content, but the content that, that was out there was purposeful. It was meaningful and it did make me feel good. And I think about, I was on the freak, I was on freaking Good Morning Texas. Like, I'm still growing out here. It ain't even a year I had my consulting business. And I think about like, God just keeps giving me these opportunities and, and brand exposure and market visibility. And he did that this year with my inconsistencies and my ups and downs and how I felt. How much more is he going to do next year when you said he gives seed to the sower? If I keep sowing this on good soil and the soil he keeps watering and pruning, how much more seed will he give me for his glory and for my good? That encouraged me. Are you encouraging me, girl? I'm encouraged. That's what I love about these podcast interviews. I always tell my listeners, I say, it's for y'all, but it's for me first because I always hear it first because I do the interviews before the episode goes live. So I'm like, I got filled and now I'm going to come and help you get filled on this thing that God just filled me with, right? So um, we're coming close to our time, but I wanted you to, I know for your Heal Yourself nonprofit you all talk about making each step purposeful, right? And, yeah. you know, it kind of ties in with everything that we've been saying throughout this episode. But for someone who's listening and they say, okay, I feel like y'all, like y'all kind of been in my business. Y'all don't know the thing that I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing, but I, I feel urged on enough to start doing, making motion on that this week, right? To make a step towards that this week. What does that look like for people practically, if they're saying, okay, Brie, okay, Jasmine, I want to make each step purposeful. I want to be intentional with the, with the actions that I'm taking because I'm saying that I want to be a woman of purpose. What does that look like for them? Work in excellence. When nobody's watching, nobody's clapping for you. Nobody knows your name. There's no platform yet. There are no cameras. We live in a world of me, 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 focus on me, build me. All of this egocentric, you know, motion, action steps, that's kind of like the world we live in, that you can't even be purposeful because you're putting out crap. Someone literally is asking you, hey, um, can you do this for me? Like, is it not paid? It's not paid. I'm not doing it well. Hmm, that's not purposeful work. You want to be taken to 10,000, but you won't even steward the one you have right now. Work in excellence. There is literally, I did a project the other week. Oh, let me tell you. I did a project the other week, y'all. But this company, I gave them excellent work, right? But I didn't get chosen for the job. And I said, there's no lose here. I have this project now in my portfolio. If they use what I have, take it. It's not even my best. How do I know that? Because I always have more coming. God is always, I'm never at a deficit of ideas. You work in excellence, God will keep multiplying you to new levels that you will be so wowed by, dang, I didn't even know I could work like this. I was shocked. I was like, I didn't know I could work to this level of intensity, that level of detail with that short amount of time. I was in awe what the Lord did, but it reminded me when I was just working in Canva, building my brand in excellence just for me, just for the three people that wanted some information. I, I could have easily just gone and wrote it on a notepad, took a picture and sent it to them in the text message. But that's not excellent. When I know and I have wisdom about what else I can do, start working in excellence in all things that you do. And God will continue to make each step that you have longer, purposeful, 
multiplying, multiplying the things you do, adding unto you, like you said, seed to the sower. But if you sowing in bad soil, not good ground, you're going to produce a fruit, but it's going to be rotten. And one bad apple kills a whole bunch. So all those other ideas you have, you're just sitting on them because that bad seed and that bad apple of you just not operating in excellence in all things you do, it's affecting the whole pool of the things that God wants to do in your life. Work in excellence now, making that really plan for you. You have an idea about a book, but no publisher is looking at you. Start writing a chapter in excellence right now. Start having stuff for people if they did. I literally had someone the other day say to me, I mentioned to them, I'm starting a group coaching program for women, like membership monthly and weekly. We'll be doing Q and A's, trainings, mindset, makeover, everything for one hour every single week. And it's like membership based. So I was like, oh, really excited. But I didn't have anything built like to show it because it's usually for my students. Um, they're already face on face with me. So I would tell them about it. And I just literally spoke about it and built the program. So she was like, hey, I have someone, two people that are interested. Do you have anything to send me? And I could have easily just said, oh, text back, send them to my email. She was like, because I want to show them something. I went to Canva, built something real fast. And when I say fast, I mean, like I was doing it, but I already had templates. I already had things built because I was working in excellence in the past that it, it didn't take me that long when I sent it over. She was like, this is perfect. Thank you. Wow. Literally me working in excellence landed me my first keynote um, panelist opportunity for a women's conference here in Dallas because they liked what I built when I had a speaker kit. They liked the branding behind it. They liked the visuals behind it. And they said, "Wow, we want to know a little bit more about her. And I was the only one on that panel that nobody knew. And God opened my, put my name and mouths for hundreds of women in there, which led to so many other opportunities. Like work in excellence now when nobody's checking for you, don't nobody know you. That is how you make those steps purposeful and practical. Oh, that is good. And it's a great place to end because y'all got some homework, okay? So y'all know <laughs> what the thing is that God has been putting on your spirit. Like you said, if you're not a believer, and, and, and but you just know, believer or not, if you believe in Jesus or not, you have a conscience and you know that thing that again and again, you're like, why do I keep seeing this everywhere why do every time I get on TikTok I'm seeing this same post like I'm, I, I go out to outside and I'm seeing this same kind of thing it's because you're supposed to be moving in that direction and that's what I love about God is that he he's not gonna force your hand God is a gentleman it says that he stands at the door and knocks but I know for me personally what I tell people I would hate to get to heaven and God be like girl I have so much more for you but you just didn't even you didn't even move for it I, I would be so broken hearted so when people see me going hard, or I'm sure there are probably seasons of life where they like, girl, you doing that too? Yes, because I'm coming for everything that God has for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be a good steward. And I'm going to be one who is found faithful. And when, when the Bible says, can, can the man of God or can the son of man find faith on the earth? I'm gonna be like, yes, Lord, you know, if you ain't got nobody, you got me. <laughs> So I want you all who are listening to this, because me and Jasmine, we're going to be in the number, okay? I want everyone who's <laughs> listening to this though, to also be in that number and say, oh yes, I was one who was found faithful. So think about this week. I really want y'all to journal, get a notepad out, write out what are the things that have been on your heart for some of y'all, it's going to be years that you're like, every year I say, I'm going to do it. And then another year passes and I don't. And then 
don't just write the big picture, but then say, okay, what's one step that I can take towards that? Like Jasmine yeah. said, if it's writing the book or you you over here focused on being published and doing a book tour, but the book isn't even written yet. Okay, that's interesting. Let's, let's maybe start on writing the book, right? Yeah. If it's a podcast, record the first episode and people are like, well, how am I going to publish it? Let's just work on the recording. If it's the YouTube channel, prop up the books, like Jasmine's husband said, get your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and start recording because what I what what has helped me in this is that you know what God sometimes we focus so much on the numbers but God's like what if you're not that good at it right now <laughs> you know you want the numbers what if I brought you ten thousand people right now and oh wait you just found out that you have stage fright oh wait you just found out that you really struggle with spelling so maybe let's get let's just work on having um really grammatically correct sentences before we bring a bunch of people to say I was good gonna bring this person on to work on this project but they don't even use Grammarly so (laughs) no facts no literally facts okay we're really going because because I know I know you gotta go is that is so good because it makes me think sometimes we this is why it's good to have community and other eyes on you and people that can speak into your life with truth because I think about as simple as a resume. So I've been looking to like, you know, continue to grow my skill set. And I'm a forever student. Like I'm seeing success, yes, as an entrepreneur, but I wanna also work for someone too. Like I think both of those are so beneficial. And I've been getting a lot of really cool opportunities. And a lot of it though was my re- resume being refined hundreds of times literally and I think about like there were some positions that I was like dang like I don't even know how to I'm the best candidate and it's like but your resume is still kind of it's not selling you like that and sometimes like we think we're ready for something and God's like not yet there were two opportunities one of them I was offered and it was the offer was taken away and I was like dang God like oh but what I do know about the Lord is he never does anything for my bad it's always for my good and the next opportunity that came after that was even better. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think I would. I'm standing next, I'm standing against people that went to get their MBAs, Harvard, Goldman Sachs. Like, and I'm like, wow, I'm in the last interview. This is crazy. Didn't get the role. Was I discouraged? No, because I know if I didn't get that, oh God, how much more? Oh Lord, let me get ready. Let me get ready. Let me just get ready, God. Cause you, oh, oh, I'm ready. And it goes back to like, he knows like what you can handle and what you still want. Because as much as I also want to work for someone, I want flexibility. I do want flexibility. And if you're talking about hybrid, that's, that don't work for me. That don't work for me. So therefore he knows the things that I need. And I'm like, that's so good. That is so good for us to really know that sometimes, oh, you know what, the way I heard it this way, I heard somebody say, you want a man but you're not even ready yet. Your man may not even be saved yet. I said, oh, that was good. That was for somebody. Your man may not even be saved yet. Or your business, that business partner isn't even like out of high school yet. That's why you got to build now. You looking at everybody in front of you. There's somebody behind you that you don't even know yet. They're not even done with college yet. And they're supposed to be your editor. Keep working. Keep doing it that is encouraged me i'm better from this interview thank you i pray that this interview not just this interview this platform this podcast 
just blesses you in ways you never even imagined. And I pray that it lands on the ears of people who you would be so shocked that when you go into the rooms, you are just like, how did you even come across this podcast? But God just works divinely to just position you at the right time with the right people to multiply his glory throughout the world, but also for your good. Thank you so much, fairy godmother. Well, let people know how they can stay connected with you, please. Yes. So if you just enjoyed this energy, you enjoyed this interview, you can stay connected with me, following me on Instagram at Jasmine O'Hen, O-H-E-N. Again, at Jasmine O'Hen. And uh, you will see a lot of this beautiful face, positivity, talking about the Lord, talking about business, talking about women's encouragement and all things foolishness and righteousness and in between, okay? And I am excited if you guys ever want to, this is for the ladies now, if you are like, I am interested in what you said, I want to expand and walk in my purpose, but I don't know how, I need strategy behind my brand and my business to take it next level, check in with me, send me a DM and we can go next level. Okay. Okay. Put it. Because like I said, me and Jasmine, we we know what we we're, we know what we're supposed to be doing, and we're doing it. So come on into this number because it's it's fun over here. I'm telling you, and y'all, it's fun y'all over who here. have been listening for a long time. Y'all know your girl used to be struggling. I told y'all even at the beginning of this season, like God was like, "Okay, girl, you've been chilling. I'll let you take a nap, but let's let's get into motion." And it really is. It's just a better way to live. So thank you so much for being a guest. I know this episode is going to bless so many people. I'm so excited for people to share it. I'm so excited for people to listen to it again and be like, okay, what was that thing she said about the man being saved? Yes, let me write that down. Um, <laughs> I know this is going to be awesome. So thank you so much. I uh, loved this interview and um, I know our listeners are going to love it too. Thank you. I love you and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs>